Hello everyone and welcome to Project Likute Torah. We are learning the discourse called Re'eriach Bani in Parshas Toldais. And this is going to be Daf Chaf, the 20th Daf of, um, of Torah Or. Re'eriach Bani Kriach HaSadasher Be'erachai Hashem. Yitzchak says, see the smell of my son. It is the, like the smell in the field that Hashem is blessed. Now, we have to understand that if Yitzchak thought that the person he was blessing was Esau and not Yaakov, then why would he be so important in his eyes to give him such a praiseworthy description of having the smell of Gan Eden? Also, another question, how did Yitzchak perceive Esau? We find that in one place, the verse says that Yitzchak loved Esav because he deceived him with his words. He, um, meaning that he deceived Yitzchak of his true nature by asking questions in the service of Hashem, like how do we tithe straw and salt to give to charity, pretending that he was careful in serving Hashem. So in another place, the verse says, Hakoel kol Yaakov, the voice is the voice of Yaakov, referring to when he said, Ki hikra Hashem lekecha, for Hashem your God has hastened my path. And Yitzchak knew that Hashem's name isn't common in the mouth of Esav, as Rashi comments. However, the ideal be understood as follows that Esav is referred to as Seisafisa de Dahava, as it says in the Zohar, that the, the, the dross from the gold, meaning the element of Gvura within Yitzchak, um, which represents the advantage of gold over silver. Now, from this Psylus, this uh, dross, this... Uh, extremities of this level is how Yitzchak, sorry, how Esav came about, as it says in the Targum, that Reisha de Esav be'itfoi de Yitzchak. The head of Yitzchak is buried near the chest, sorry, the head of Esav is buried near the chest of Yitzchak. Now to understand this Indian of Reisha, of head, why specifically Esav's head is buried next to Yitzchak. Now there's 11 spices we know in the Keteris. So we have uh, Tsari, Tsipurin, etc. Balm, uh, all these different uh, 11 spices. Now these 11 spices are referred to as the 10 crowns of impurity, which is the life force from holiness that enlivens the unholiness that, that parallels holiness. Zelu now, just like in Holy there are ten spheres, so too in Klippa is actually a light that comes from the ten spheres of holiness. However, in holiness, the spheres are ten and not nine, and not eleven. Whereas in Klippa, eleven correspond it's eleven corresponding to the spice of the Keteris. Meaning to say, 
that holiness, everything's in sets of 10. Unholiness, things are in sets of 9 or 11. Now, regarding to this, this with regards to the, the chayas, the life force from Hashem that comes into holiness, it says, that the hosts of heaven bow to you, Hashem, that since through their awareness the life force from Hashem, living them, they surrender themselves to Hashem and dedicate themselves to Him. Now, this is not the case with unholiness, that it lifts itself haughtily like an eagle soaring high and brazenly refuses to humble itself to Shem, its creator. Now this is because the life force that comes into them is in a manner of gullus, of exile. Said gullus. Um, moving on to the third column on the other side of the page in Dafchaf. Now therefore... Even when the life force from holiness comes into them, they do not surrender their ego. And just the opposite, they lift their ego up like a soaring eagle. And the life force that comes into them becomes absorbed into their being. Now, how is it possible that they can receive life and existence from holiness if that life force becomes absorbed into them and loses its connection to the source of life? How could it continue to animate them if it is trapped in unholiness? This idea, this is the idea of the Levina, of the frankincense, which is the eleventh of the spice of the of the Kturis. Now this represents the makif or makif, which encompasses them from above, does not become absorbed inside of them. Since this makif light encompasses them from above their perception, and they are not aware of it, and the life force that comes into them becomes absorbed and trapped into their being. Therefore, they become arrogant and pick up their egos brazenly. This aspect of the Lavona is what connects the ten spheres of holiness to be able to shine into the ten spheres of unholiness. Now, this is the idea of the Reisha de Esav, the head of Esav, which is this level of Makif from above that shines onto them which is still connected to the chest of Yitzchak, meaning is actually still connected to holiness. Now, therefore, at that encompassing level, this level of makif, of Esav, it is possible for him to ask the question, Eich How do we tie the straw? Like to try to sound all uh, innocent and holy. Even though on an internal level, the name of Hashem is not found frequently in his mouth. Now, it is known that the reason the life force from Hashem becomes trapped in the Ten Crowns of Impurity is because unholiness has already swallowed up a wealth of sparks of the light of Tohu, from Tohu, and through our divine service, it will split them back up, as it says in Yaif. Chayil Bala Bayakianu. It also says in Kehelas that which means that there's a time when someone unholy rules over someone holy, but it is for his own detriment, since through the holiness trapped in it, we will ultimately, tra- we will ultimately be trans- transformed the evil into holiness. Now, this wealth 
is from the sparks that is Nitzitzis of holiness that sp- that fell into them, at the beginning of the creation of the world when the kingdom of Tohu shattered, as it says, Vayimlech Vayamas in Parshas Vayishlach, says that the king ruled and died, referring to how the kingdom of Tohu shattered. Additionally, the wealth of sparks of holiness fell into unholiness from the sin of the tree of knowledge, as it is written in Sefer HaGilgulim, chapter 2. Now this is why Hashem continues to bring life into them, which is in a manner of gullus, exile, so we can redeem not only the current life in them, but also the past wealth of sparks that are trapped in them. As our sages say, the whole reason why the Jewish people were exiled is in order to add converts to them. Similarly, in Esav, there trapped sparks of holiness like the souls of Rabbi Meir, Unkelas, Shmaya, Avtalian, and Avadia, who, even though they were descendants of Esav, um, they became Gerim, they converted to Judaism, and then became great tzaddikim. It's because of these, those captured sparks in Esau that Yitzchak was convinced to bless him, since he wanted to redeem those sparks by himself through his blessing without involving Yaakov. Now, since nowadays, there is a wealth of sparks of holiness trapped in unholiness, and through our divine service they'll be extracted... So Yitzchak thought that he could personally extract the wealth of sparks contained in the soul of Esau through his blessing. However, now this is accomplished through Yaakov, who represents Zah, Zeranpi, where all the lights of Yitzchak are gathered, and this level becomes invested in the world of Yitzchak so that it can interact with the mundane weekday world. This level of how Zer Anpin comes into Yitzirah and into our physical world is expressed in the level of the angel Matatron, who's called Avdoi Zikan Besai, his servant, the elder in his house. Since this angel is the servant of Zer Anpin in carrying out the mission of elevating and refining the sparks of holiness from the material world. However, Yitzchak wanted to redeem these sparks from Esav without going through the level of Zeranpin and Metatron. Rather, he himself would reveal exceedingly high levels of divine light into Esav. This would be a greatly addition, a great, a Tesefis Veribui Ha'or, a great additional addition to the light shining in Esav compared to what is normally shining in him. Since, in order to separate the good from the bad, a great light needs to shine there so that it will draw into itself and gather in all the sparks of holiness that were given over to that unholiness. Now this is why Yitzchak's bracha begins in our parsha of Yitzchak Nechalelokim Mital HaShemayim that may Hashem give you from the dew of the heavens. What is this dew? It's Taladatika Dinatif Lazah it refers to the dew that flows from Atik that drips into Zeranpin, which is referred to as Shemaim, the heavens. Now Yitzchak's Barakhali continues to say, Mishmane Aretz, that Hashem give you from the oils of the earth. So the oil 
is reference to Chachmeh, which is compared to oil, and Chachmeh is expressed in the level of Malchus, referred to as the earth, Aretz. This is the meaning of Shemane Haaretz, that the Chachma that comes down into Malchus, uh, which is represented by the earth. Now Yitzchak wanted to draw down the level of Tal, which is from Atik, and Shemen, which is from Chachma, so that through these he can elevate the sparks of Tohu, which is trapped in Asaph. So we see by way of analogy that when the sun shines on the earth, the heat of the day draws out the moisture from the earth, creating a mist of evaporated water that ascends from the ground. So too, the flames of small candles placed next to a great torch, the greater fire of the torch pulls into itself the smaller flames of the candles. Similarly, through the revelation of a high level of divine light that comes with great intensity from above, it draws out and gathers into itself all the sparks of holiness that fell down below into the unholiness of this world. However, this only happens when the light shines with very great intensity, which is through a bracha, which is hamshacha, this drawing down from higher than higher than um, into this world. Now, this is all since according to Seder Stalshulus, Esav is not deserving of these revelations. So for him to receive these brachas from Yitzchak, he'd have to transcend Seder Stalshulus. This is why Yitzchak said, Vavarachaka. That I will bless you specifically before Havaya, meaning that specifically higher than the name of Havaya, which represents Seder Shashlis. So higher than Seder Shashlis. That's how we bring down these revelations of Asa. Now, now, why did Yitzchak want to draw down this revelation to Esav directly? Not through giving this bracha to Yaakov to transform Esav? The answer is because the way he saw Esav was from Lamailumata, from above to below. And he saw him on this uh, level of Levina, this level of Makif, uh, where he actually is holy. that. Esav is holy, and therefore he wanted to mamshech, to bring down additional intense revelation, gili into that makif level, so that it should have an overpowering effect on the internal conscious level of Esav and turn him around to holiness. However... He made a mistake in this regard, since Esav cannot actually be elevated and transformed from this Makif level. Rather, that is only possible through Yaakov. Now, since what would have actually happened to Yitzchak, it's happened if Yitzchak revealed the intense light into Esav, what would have happened was, it would be one of two possibilities. First possibility is that life from the 
supercharged makif of Esav would become absorbed into the unholiness of Esav. Just as in the past, the life of the makif became trapped in Esav, that's one possibility. Or the other possibility is that it overload Esav to the point that he would stop existing, meaning he would just die. So however, that the, the whole point is to transform darkness, to transform darkness to light, and the bitterness, and bitterness into sweetness. Now the only way to really do that is through Yaakov, and that was Yitzchak's mistake. And that was what Rivka noticed in Yaakov's potential to transform itself. Since this level is the level of Yaakov is Zeranpin of Atsilas of Kedusha. Through this aspect of divine service, Esav can be refined and included into holiness. That is Yitzchak retroactively approved, sorry, that Velachain. And that is why Yitzchak agreed, albeit retroactively, to the bracha of Yaakov instead of Esav. Meaning, obviously, Yitzchak was a great. Sadik, so obviously on a deep, at least on a deep subconscious level, at the very least, I must say that he had some recognition that he that he blessed Yaakov. And so it's not like he was going to re- retract the bracha because he, he recognized the very fact that the Shkecha Pratis put him in that situation meant that that was how... Um, how Esav needed to be refined, not directly to this makif uh, way, uh, directly milmalamata, but rather through Yaakov Avinu, through Hishapcha Chashech Lenhera. Now, afterwards, when we actually blessed Esav, when when he, when Yitzchak actually blessed Esav, what was the bracha he gave him? Hine Mishmane Haaretz. He gave them the bracha that only mishmane, so he gets a, a portion from the fat of the earth, um, shall be your dwelling, as opposed to Yaakov Avinu, who got the entire fatness of the earth. So, meaning that he only receives from the residue of the fatness that will be Esau's dwelling on the conscious and revealed level. The verse continues, Mital Hashamayim. And from Umital Hashamayim, from the dew of the heavens above, of Yaakov. So, referring to as the heavens, meaning Me'al, Mital Hashamayim Me'al, meaning that this dew that from the heavens above will reach you, will reach Esav, but only from, it will still remain above in a makif dick away, and won't actually become internalized into Esav in a more internalized way. Not, it will be indirect as opposed to direct, this do, brecha. And even this life that Esav receives from Yaakov is on condition 
that Vesachicha Tave, that Esau serve his brother, meaning that he will be subservient to Yaakov, since specifically through him can Esau be elevated to holiness. And now we can explain the verse before the brachas, that it says, Re'ei Re'ach B'ni, see that the smell of my son is like the smell of the field that Hashem has blessed, which is the Garden of Eden. Because Yitzchak wanted to draw down an intense makif light um, of the Levona to Esav. Levona being that 11th spice of the incense, um, which is all-encompassing. And the process is that for any downward flow of light and revelation, there first needs to be a corresponding elevation from below, as it is known. Now, to draw down a flow of light from above that can be internalized is sufficient for there to be an elevation from below on an internal conscious level. However, in order to draw down a flow of light from above in an unlimited manner, that that is a unmakiftic way, this encompassing way that the elevation from below has also needs to be from a makiftic aspect of the recipient, meaning that there has to be this halas nukvin, this elevation of the feminine waters in this. Uh, encompassing Makif takeaway. So, now the smell represents a type of elevation from below. Reflected light, I guess it would be Archeiser, uh, which comes from the severity, intensity of the object. This uh, it comes from Gvuris. As we see that a sweet apple doesn't give off as much smell as a sour apple. And sharp, spicy foods give off a stronger smell than sweet foods. This is because the smell represents the elevation from below, from the refinement of, of the sparks of holiness that fell with the Shvir Sekelen of Toh. That is why regarding most mitzvahs, it does not say, Reach Nichayach. It doesn't say a pleasing smell for Hashem, which is stated only with regards to Kurbanais. Because through Kurbanais... The actual soul of the animal becomes elevated and transformed into the spiritual fire from above. Now we find that strong smells can revive a person, meaning that when a person's conscious awareness retreats back into the subconscious through the smelling spices, it draws back and reveals that consciousness. As we see in the case of a person who is sleeping, and through the strong smell, he wakes up. Now, since when a person is sleeping, his mental faculties are hidden, and afterward, when he wakes up from his sleep, his mental faculties are fully revealed. This is accomplished through the smell, which is, or chayzer, reflected light that goes from below to above. And this is the idea regarding karbanais, that there's a pleasing smell from them. The smell of my will being fulfilled. Meaning that the elevation of karbanais is such a complete transformation from below to above 
which is Shem's ultimate will and desire, which brings about the greatest revelation, just like a strong spell which revives a person. Um, back and reveals them into this world. Now in Asaph, there was no revelation of holiness on an internalized conscious level since his consciousness was fully absorbed with holiness, with unholiness, sorry. Only the encompassing light, this makif, and levina was still holy. And which is the idea of with regards to Yitzchak, v'yarachas reach begadav. He smelled the sense of the the garment specifically, meaning to say that he 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 was able to sense the makif, this makifim within Asaph, is these uh, encompassing aspect, just like a garment encompasses a person, but it's not part of the person himself. By focusing on the holiness of the encompassing aspect of Asaph, he wanted to find a corresponding aspect that this should serve as an elevation from below to above that this be able to bring down a mitah shemaim from the dew of the heavens above this this uh, sublime level into Esav now the verse continues in the Pasuk kareach sada sher beirach hayashem there is the scent of his garments is like the scent of the field that Hashem is blessed. So what does it mean, so, the scent of the field? This field's sada is a metaphor of malchus, of atzilus, which is the mucker for Ganeden. This level is constantly elevating itself from below to above to connect to, connect to higher level of alakus. And we do it through two ways, two levels, two ways. One is natural elevation of my nukvin, as it is written that Malchus of Atsilas uh, says that therefore my soul sing to you. And not be silent. And that the lower light constantly calls to the higher light and never ceases, as if as it brought down in the Zohar. That this is an internal process of elevation through which it awakens a revelation of the light of the Kav. The Kav, which is this intense ray of infinite light, which shines into Seder Stashlis. There's another type of elevation from below which depends on help from above since the levels below do not have enough power by themselves to awaken this type of revelation now this is the revelation of the makif light which is the actual gili or insav barch basmai the actual infinite light of Hashem shines into the world through the Kav. However, the elevation from below on an internal level is represented by the Be'erishal Miriam, the well of Miriam, which is a wellspring that flowed by itself. Now, this is not the case regarding 
Halasman, elevation from below this of the Mainukvin needed to reveal the Makif light because it's written in Parshas Chulkas Be'er Chafaruha Sarim there's a well that was dug out by princes in our verse it says Vayichru Sham Avde Yitzchak Be'er the servants of Yitzchak dug out a well there the servants of Yitzchak represent, what are these Avde Yitzchak? They represent the revelation from the aspect of Yitzchak, from the aspect of the Yitzchak, who in one sense brought out the essence of the Avais, that Yitzchak's the Iker Avais, to brought down in the Zohar, um, which is this level of Butsina de Kardunisa, which is this idea of this lamp of darkness, the source of gvures. This is expressed in the phrase, ki ata vinu, that you, Yitzchak, are a father. That he has this unique advantage to elevate the darkness. Therefore, it says in our parsha, "Vayarivu raye gror." Vayarivu raye gror, and the shepherds of Gerar fought with the shepherds of Yitzchak, saying, "Lamar lanu amayim." The water belongs to us. Now, the reason for this misunderstanding was the fact that they were also able to receive from the makif. In this makif uh, light, which is because the the makif light isn't absorbed in them in a way that affects them, as we we'll, as we explained above with regards to Esav. This is what it means: the share beirachay havaya. That this, the garments of Esav have the smell of the field that Hashem blessed, meaning the life from Hashem's aspect of machos of atzilus. Since the lavush, these uh, garments are the encompassing this makif element, the, the lavona that can receive life from malchus in an encompassing manner. Now this is the re- this since this revelation of makif comes mainly from the assistance of a revelation from above. Therefore, is it acce- it is accessible to all even to unholiness. Now the way this verse was explained until now was from the perspective of Yitzchak. He thought that Esau was standing before him when he smelled his garments and said, See the smell of my son, it is like the field that Hashem blessed. However, in truth, it was actually Yaakov that was standing before him at that point. How can we explain this concept of the smell of his garments first regarding Yaakov? Yaakov, because it says in the Midrash, it says in the Midrash that Vayarach Esriach Begadav, they smelled the scent of his garments. The word Begadav is the same letters as the word Baigdav, which means rebels, referring to those rebels against Hashem through sin and then repentant in Tshuva. These are the Bali Tshuva. 
connection between shuva and begadim and garments is that garments represents the makif, which is the mashkin lei and we know that uh, the Baal is able to draw close to Hashem with greater intensity than a tzaddik is able to do. As it mentioned in the Zohar and the verse, Avraham Zokin Bo Bayomim, and Avraham was old, coming on in days. However, the Baal are fortunate since they draw close to Hashem the innermost desire of their heart in tremendous intensity, meaning a Baal attains a love for Hashem that is more than his soul can contain, since he has no ability to limit and process it. As an example of this is the story of Rebbe Yezer ben Dordaya, which uh, he was on a very low spiritual level, and uh, he was able to do tshuva and completely uh, turn himself around. Um, and he was given the title of rabbi um, because he had such an intense level of tshuva and even such a short amount of time he was able to acquire this uh, Ol Mahaba. This is not the case regarding Avram Avinu, because by Avram Avinu it says Baba Yomim, which Baba Yomim, that he was advanced in days, meaning that the garments of mitzvahs are referred to as days, meaning that his mitzvahs created garments that were limited and able to be processed by the soul enabling the soul to perceive Hashem's revelation in Gan Eden, in order to affect halas man, as an elevation from below, to reveal this type of makif, this level of makif, this encompassing light, a, per- a person should contemplate the greatness of the essence and being of the Infinite One. That Ani Havaya Loishanisi, that I am Hashem who has not changed through the process of creation as it is written, that since He is still the only true existence, just as before, since it is only His glory that is on earth and heaven, but His essence is reserved for His people. etc. says until Him. And one can reach this level of being called a Baal Tshuva even if he hasn't committed any sins. How does he do this? That the Tshuva is expressed in his crying out to Hashem from the fact that he feels separate and removed from Hashem's light and revealed closeness. This is the idea of Reach, the scent, the garments. An elevation from below a smell to encompass to this makif level, which is garments, which draws down this makif level from above. As mentioned in the bracha of Yitzchak, However, we still need to understand this better, since Yaakov is the realm of, of Kedusha, of holiness, so automatically all of the lights 
Um, the aerosol gaining these these lofty lights um, should flow into him, meaning there's these levels of arch anpin and chachman bina. So why does he need this awakening from below to receive these lights? Is it just sata to see the lights? The idea is that this bracha from Yitzchak was revealing intense, multifaceted iris. Uh, these multifaceted lights from above that that's from higher than Seder Sashalis that are incomparably higher than anything already revealed in Seder Sashalis. As we mentioned in the Bracha, Tiakov arrived Dagan of Siresh, that he gets an abundance of green and wine. What's this abundance of green and wine? This is the halachas and agades. This represents the laws and the stories of the Talmud that are enclosed in physical, material analogies, such as Hashem's attribute of kindness expressed in this of giving physical crops to the poor, etc. Now, similarly, everything in the Torah is written in a way of a story, Sipuri Mysius, as well as the Nevi'im, the Shoftim, the Judges, the story of Shimshan, the story of Giva, uh, Kankibane Giva, the story of all the Jewish kings, the story of the, of the Gemara, like the stories of Rabbi Babar Hanna and similar stories. All of these stories hint to the mystical secrets of the Torah that are hidden in them. Similarly, all of the action of the mitzvahs through the physical sukkah and lulav, tzitzis and tefillin, the infinite light of Hashem is drawn down from beyond and since the nature and capacity of seder shtashlis as it comes down into El Messiah is very limited very mitzumsum Therefore, in order that abundant light from the Ein Sof in its glory, specifically through Yitzchak, which is the source of Gvuris, Butsina de Cardenisa, the lamp of darkness, which is this Kavumida this line of measuring which measures out and limits the light so that it can come into the level of Chachma uh, to become to this idea of wisdom and other attributes as well that are below it now through these Gvurais of Yitzchak an additional measure of light and revelation can also be drawn down even as far as the physical world of Asiya. Because we have the Toysvis Or. This is the meaning of the bracha of Yitalacha Ha'elokim. That Hashem Elokim will give to you. And specifically Elokim and not Havai, because Elokim is Hashem on the level of Gvura. Meaning that the bracha will come down 
into the limitations of the world. And when the verse says, Vayitain, he will give, this refers to Havaya, this level of Havaya. says higher, earlier in the Pasuk, Asher Beirachai Havaya, that the smell of the sun is like that of the field that is blessed by Havaya. In other words, the bracha is ultimately coming from Hashem as He is manifest in the name Havaya, which represents unlimited capacity for revelation. However, since it is so unlimited, it must come through Hashem's aspect of Elohim, representing limitation, so that it should be able to come down into our world. Now besides for this, unlimited bracha needing to come through the name Elohim, is also needed to come to Yaakov without Yitzchak knowing who he was blessing. Rather, it had to come in stealthily. It kind of had to steal the bracha, so to speak. Why is this? Because this, this lofty level is not possible to be revealed uh, in a state of conscious awareness. Just like our sages say in the Gemara Mayid Katan, the flow of Bracha into this material world is love bischusa talia milsa, elav mazala talia milsa. It's not dependent, blessings not dependent on one's merits, but mainly on a person's mazal. Muslim meaning there's lofty spiritual force above. The concept of Bizchusa is according to the uh, commensurate to the Stashlis, um according to Seder Stashlis and whatever he deserves from state within the realm of Sereshtashos. Now this is not the case regarding the mazel, because the mazel is the full of light from beyond Sereshtashos. It's not dependent on a person's merits, since it comes from a level that's higher than being affected by a person's actions in this world. Um, and this is also needed in order to correct the chete tadas is also caused by deception and trickery, by that of the snake, the nachash, who tricked Chava into eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge, which caused all of the world to become spiritually coarsened and affected that unholiness connected to physicality that should mix with spiritual holiness. That... To correct this, Yitzchak needed to do the exact opposite. He needed to draw down the lofty spiritual lights to shine even in the physicality of the world that are so intense that they can refine and separate out the holiness that was mixed into the physicality. This refinement of physicality would not have occurred if Yaakov did not receive these brachas. Rather, the Torah would only have been drawn down into spiritual levels that exist above the physical dimension. 
this spiritual level of the Torah is hinted in the verse, V'chaddah al-shikhmah, that, that her jug was on her shoulder. Because uh, we know that the word kad, chada, kad, is gematria of 24, which corresponds to the 24 books of Tanakh. And shikhma, the shoulder, is the part that's closest to the person's head. So by saying that chada al-shikhma, that the jug was on her shoulder, this represents that the way the Torah exists next to the head, meaning close to its source in Hashem, an exalted spiritual level. The goal is that this kad of Torah knowledge should come down from the shoulder and the head and be poured down until it reaches our physical world. This process of enabling the Torah to reach our physical world was connected to Yaakov receiving the brachas of infinite light higher than Siddish Tashos, which is so powerful that they bring the light all the way down to the physical world. And that is the Mimer. And I hope you enjoyed learning with me. I certainly did, and have a wonderful day.